I am Grant Gustin, and you're listening to The Flash Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to season three of the Flash podcast. Your podcast for all things related to CW's The Flash, starring Grant Gustin as Baron Slash The Flash. I'm one of your hosts, Andy B. As always, if this is your first time tuning into the podcast, welcome to all of our returning listeners. Welcome back. Uh, joining me, as always, is uh, one of our geektastical co-hosts, Miss Amy Marie Hefnerowski. How are you doing tonight, girl? I am fantastic. I'm really, really stoked to talk about this episode. I think we have a lot to dive into, so we'll get to it pretty quickly here. Pun intended. Because quickly enough? Okay. Absolutely. Oh, that's... uh, I love flash puns. Uh, But also, we do have... uh, Another co-host, she's our one of our new co-hosts for for the season, and she's joined uh, finally joined the Flash Podcast family as we announced uh, a few weeks ago. She was on the Iris West episode as we had a lot of th- fun discussing um, the Ace Reporter of uh, CZPN, and she's Miss Brittany Rivera. So, Brittany, welcome back to the Flash Podcast as a co-host. How are you doing tonight? I'm very good. I'm super excited. I feel like we've been waiting for this for a really long time, so I'm really excited to be here and talk about this Flashpoint. Oh, I thought you meant you've been waiting this whole time to be a co-host, but okay, you know, yeah, Flashpoint's cool I too. I mean, both. Yeah, totally, totally, <laughs> totally. Well, guys, we before we get to this big episode, this big season three premiere of The Flash, we have some news items to discuss. So, Amy, what is what's happening in the crossover in December? Well, we have a basic premise that has been given to us that includes the main villain. We have a big news for the big bad. The mega crossover will feature the Dominators. That is an alien race that had previously vexed the Legion of Superheroes. So here's exactly what Mark Guggenheim said. This year, for our mega Arrowverse crossover, we're taking inspiration from a DC crossover from the late 1980s known as Invasion! Exclamation point! Which featured an alien race called the Dominators, who had previously vexed the Legion of Superheroes. We're using cutting-edge prosthetics and computer effects to achieve a feature film quality look, which is faithful to Invasion artist Tom McFarlane's interpretation of the characters. Have either of you had experience with this particular comic? I haven't. I can't say I have. No. I mean, they they sound familiar because <coughs> I am a little bit. Fam- I mean, I am familiar a little bit with um, the Legion of Superheroes, which. Might be something important for Supergirl this season, but uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, they they look, I mean, they sh- they showed us an image of what they look in the comics. They, you know, they're yellow, big-headed aliens, you know, as you would, and um, I mean, I think this is exciting that you know because they it's established before that the villain for this crossover was going to be kind of an exclusive 
big big battle they would be established in the crossover and they will be done by the crossover so and the fact that they're not because they're shooting the crossover right now as we're speaking they're, they i think they're just about to finish episode 100 of the, of era which is going to be one of the parts of the crossover and i think they're going to start sh- this week they're shooting the legends part and then may, maybe the flash part too so and um, i mean it's i mean it's happening right now as we're sitting here recording our season free premiere they're, they're filming the crossover which <laughs> we still have to figure out how we're gonna do it in december but uh, yeah but i like the fact that you know it's all of them together now against you know an army uh, and i'm sure there's gonna be some people saying oh did it in avengers but it's like yeah avengers didn't own the concept of you know superhero group fighting aliens so stay in your lane uh but no but it's gonna be fun to see how our men um, you know the amazing special effects are the uh, special effects um artists yeah and how they're gonna work in the prosthetics and whatnot because this is kind of, i mean this is the most monstrous kind of a big bad we've had on on any of these shows even for you know for as a solo episode but uh, amy what, what are your thoughts are you excited to see them fight an alien race well that's the thing this will be the first time that the arrowverse the legends of flareverse has interacted with aliens we have supergirl but that exists on a completely different earth which as we know, does not include metahumans. No, he doesn't. From what we've seen, hmm? in the Super Supergirl Flash crossover, Barry was the one that then, because he arrived, he established to Kara and all the other people that you know. The- That's what I mean. Oh, besides okay, sorry. him on her universe, there are no meta metahumans. So he's he's. I mean, they, yes, he gives it the name. Um, but 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 this is they're completely different universes. So this is going to be the first time where we've really seen two very separate universes interact, and that was something that I was hoping for with the crossover. Is that frankly we would get an alien? So I'm really excited that that's what we got. Uh, speaking of crossovers, mm-hmm. did you guys see that superhero Fight Club 2.0? Oh yes, yes, yes. I was following the confusing release of it because first it like leaked somewhere, and then it got taken down. Then half of it got uploaded and then four four or five days later the full version was released but you know i think most of us saw the full version and yeah it was freaking awesome as a young justice fan i cried because sphere came to life i was just really excited because white canary is like my favorite character in all of like the different shows and i just like really love how they like they featured her and like she's like you know doesn't really have she's not really a meta human she's just really good at fighting i mean she's kind of like back from the dead so there's maybe something about that but i really like that they featured her in it and that she was there to like fight alongside everybody else and obviously just seeing them all together was just like the coolest thing ever what do you think amy i agree i loved seeing i think my favorite part was something that we'd all been looking forward to seeing, which was what would Diggle's reaction be <laughs> to seeing Martian Manhunter? And what food and would he drop? It didn't. It didn't. Yeah, it didn't disappoint. It was my favorite thing. And then just Cisco and Felicity being Cisco and Felicity together. It's. It was just a perfect combination. I really enjoyed seeing everything, and I appreciate that Jax was in it. Those of you who listen to the Legends of Tomorrow podcast will know that we always rip on Jax for not. We, we kind of joke that he's not always in legends episodes or some episodes where you're like where's Jax? i don't know uh so i'm glad that he was in this and firestorm was in it i uh, i mean i think if i was gonna say if if, uh joe west had shown up with diggle and martian manhunter i probably would have like died because those were all like my three other favorite characters and like they had all been in the scene together and joe West would have been like oh yeah that's cool like and as diggle's dropping his you know burger and martian manhunter's changing i feel like that would have been really that would have been good but other than that 
they were cute to get all of them. I thought it was just yeah. Um, Their chemistry already is so strong, and it's just a promo. Like I can't wait for these amazing crossover episodes. Yeah, I. Yeah, I mean, can you can you imagine what three point is going to be like next year if if we get one? I mean, now they're going to up the ante a little bit because you can't get bigger than bringing in one of the favorite parts of Dragon Justice. I'm just saying, but um, yeah, no, it was it was a lot of fun, and um, I mean. I'm just ready for this damn crossover. So, um, <laughs> but, uh, but I think that's gonna wrap up the, the. I mean, a lot of the news that has come out. So, let's do it. Let's talk about the season three premiere of the Flash called Flashpoint. So, yeah, this is what happens when you go back in time, Barry. You f everything up. So, <laughs> you get a lot of different versions of your of your. Um, closest people whatnot so let's go into something that we haven't gotten to see you know that barry has been wanting to see for many many years in his life we saw a happy alan family so so Brittany, what was it like seeing nora and henry back alive a little bit older this time and just happy and having a normal life with barry just seeing them, like, when we saw the the trailers from for this season, like, just seeing that one image of them coming out of the house together, like, already had me really teary. So just having an episode where we actually get to see them interact and they're shopping in magazines together, eating breakfast together, and just being a normal, like, married old couple was just so amazing and, like, very emotional. Um, I wish we did get a little bit more time with them just because... Um, we saw Barry had a little breakfast with them and they're kind of, you know, hey, Barry, why don't you move out of the house, which was kind of cute. And, you know, they're worried about his love life like all typical parents are. But I really wanted just Barry to have kind of individual moments with each of them. I feel like they were always seen as a unit, which is nice because we haven't seen them together as a couple like ever on the show. But I kind of did want Barry to have that moment like with his dad, you know, just bonding over just any normal everyday father son thing that they didn't really get to do. And then maybe Barry with his mom, um, you know, having just another normal conversation that he had missed all those years just seeing those little moments more than just them also just them as a couple amy what about you what did you think about seeing the allen family you know i will agree i really enjoyed seeing that we everything that we did get to see um and i think this is going to be a, a core thing that I, I will probably end up harping on the most for this episode is i just i love the flashpoint story i feel like we didn't quite get enough time to explore the flashpoint universe I think that I would have appreciated seeing them being really, you know, we, we got the family element, which I really loved that whole scene because you're right. It's total typical parents, but one of the core elements in the flashpoint comic is that Barry remembers scenes from his past in the flashpoint universe. So he remembers that time his mom gave him a birthday cake and that they joked about his love life. So I would have liked to see maybe more of him remembering those kind of memories um, that being said, it's 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 a challenging thing, and we don't know what their game plan is for the rest of the season. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see where it goes. But I really love seeing the two of them back together. And it was I had honestly it it had been a while. So I for a second I'd forgotten that Henry had died, and I was like, oh my gosh, he gets to see them both again, and he's so happy. And I know that he's going to have to fix it all and go to being sad again. And it was just, it was um you know it's it's hard to see Barry have to make that sacrifice again. Yeah, I mean, I think you guys put it perfectly. I mean, honestly, honestly, I didn't expect, I didn't know how much to expect out of them in this episode. It was, I mean, it was just refreshing to see Michelle Harrison getting to play a Nora that wasn't screaming, crying, or, you know, fearing for her life. She got to be a mom, a happy mom, and you know, she got to smile and be happy. I'm like, you know, finally, 
you know, it just took three seasons <laughs> to her to get to be like a normal mom. But you know, good for her. So yeah, no, but it was nice that you know, for one day Barry got to have that. Uh, I mean, I mean, for us viewers, that was you know one day he's been with them for at least three months, according to what he said. But uh, no, but he they they were neat, but a family that was quite different though was the west family we have quite a different wally iris remains the same but for many good reasons and joe oh lord um so Brittany, what were your reactions to let's let's go in character by character what were your thoughts about wally as kid flash I really liked Wally. I mean, I love Wally as a character. I really liked that we got to see him kind of being the same kind of cocky, young, confident Wally, but really just like being an actual part of the family. You know, there's not that kind of weirdness there, at least between, you know, him. It seems like, you know, that part of him missing a lot of those years, not knowing about Joe and Iris is gone. I don't know necessarily in this timeline what happened, but that, you know, thing that Wally, we know who's kind of trying to figure out where he fits into the family is gone. He kind of feels very comfortable. And you see, especially him and Iris having this really strong bond as brother and sister, which I really, really liked. And what were your thoughts about the very different Joe West? So Joe's my favorite character on The Flash. I mean, besides Iris and everybody else, obviously. But it was as so you much love as everyone. I, enjoy, <laughs> I love everybody. But Joe, Joe is like my number one, my number one guy. And as much as I was like really happy to see him, see Barry and his his family happy, I was like, I'd rather see Joe happy than like everybody else because it really hurt me to see Joe in that kind of dark, sad place. And it's just really, really sad i love like joe and barry's relationship is one of my favorite parts of the show you know their father-son dynamic how they really care for each other and how joe raised him and all that's kind of gone and it seems like joe really didn't have anything to kind of live for in this flash without barry and it's really sad and that moment where they're kind of in the elevator talking and they are kind of being friendly that was really cute and then just made me like miss the the old joe and barry and what were your thoughts about the the pretty same iris that we've had in both these uni- universes, if you, if you think about it. Yeah, it was pretty a pretty similar Iris than what we used to seeing. I again, like I said, I love her relationship with Wally, and that she was the one that was with doing the Flash stuff with him. She knew he was the Flash. They were kind of the brother sister like crime fighting duo. They were saying, and I really liked that. Like she was the one who was you know on the comms talking to him over his earpiece, and she had oh, there's a police uh police activity happening. I, I got to run, and she's the one that left Barry at the date because she had to go help her brother. So I really liked that little part. They kind of gave Iris something to actually do and a, a real purpose in this in this episode. Now, Amy, what were your thoughts about that? Uh, let's do the same thing. You know, what were your thoughts about Wally as Kid Flash? Okay, I got to jump to Iris first because okay, I completely okay, agree with what Brittany said. Of this episode, Iris is the shining star, in my opinion. She is so strong. She's so powerful. She gets a chance to shine. This is Iris in her best element, and she's been given the opportunity up front to be in that element because she's always been on team flash, no matter it's team flash or kid flash. She's always on that side and she's always going to support those that she loves and do it at any cost. So I really enjoyed seeing how that, that she was there for, for Wally and that there were little hints that you're like, I'm, I'm pretty sure that Iris is team flash. And I love this and I love how confident she was. And I loved the connection that she and Barry had. Uh, we'll talk about that later on. So we'll we'll get to that. But for Wally, 
it was refreshing to see her and Wally together as a brother-sister sister duo, but it comes with a sacrifice. And, and this is what we're seeing with the whole West family, and this is something that actually Flashpoint, the comic, points out. In, in the Flashpoint comic, Reverse Flash tells Barry that because he shattered time like a bullet on a windshield, those ripples of distortion, which I stole from the movie, says ripples of distortion basically affect the people closest to him the most. So when it comes down to it, in this episode, we see that Joe has completely fallen to shambles because Barry, yes, he has gotten his father back, but he has lost another one. It's it's like... It's it's like the law of, of energy. You can neither create nor destroy. It's like a thermodynamics law. You can neither create nor destroy energy. Every reaction has an equal and opposite reaction. The world can't deal with two positives. There has to be a positive and a negative. And time is trying to fix that. So when Barry gets one thing that becomes a positive, time has to correct the imbalance by giving him a negative. In this case, that negative was Joe. And that's what we see in the Flashpoint comic, but not not in this instance, but we see that the, the people who are closest to him are the ones who are affected the most. And so that was definitely a callback to the comic itself. But seeing Joe in that roughed up state kind of sucked. I mean, let's fully admit it, because Joe has always been such a powerful character. It's hard to imagine that the Joe that we knew in the right circumstances could turn into that Joe. And that's what's crazy about this timeline. This isn't an alternate universe like Earth 2. These aren't two different people. These are the same people who have just become products of their circumstances. So even our Joe from season one and season two had the capacity to turn into a drunkard. But because of Barry, I think we can assume, and everything that happened with, with Iris and the two of them growing up, he didn't. But, you know, without Barry, I, I, I think he and his daughter probably just became more and more estranged. And that piece that was holding their lives together, Barry Allen, just was never there. Plus, maybe the, when his wife left, maybe that was also a huge factor that really shook him up. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. And then, and then Barry, Barry was probably always there for him for that. Barry was his reason to stay together, to stay, um, to, to continue being a whole piece and without Barry, he just kind of crumbled. Yeah, no, my thoughts on West. Um, I've been, I mean, look, I, I love Wally West. I, you know, Wally was my first, you know, and when I was growing up. And but wait, let me rephrase that. Wally was my first Flash that I grew up with. Wow, that could have sounded so much worse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was my first, and uh, no, but he was my first Flash I grew up with on Just League Unlimited. So, and then I fell in love with him and Young Justice and whatnot. So, getting to see him finally suit up and become Kid Flash. I mean, I've been waiting for that since they revealed it uh, in July, like when they revealed the costume, and it. He's so much fun. He is witty. He's a smart ass, and he he looks so good. And um, yeah, the ripple effects of him being, you know, damaged. That was a lot of taken. That was a huge surprise. But it goes along with the whole theme of time travel has consequences. And you know, Barry, if you thought it was worth saving your mom, 
then you know i mean there's always a price this was time pretty much you know saying you know it's time to pay up or whatnot but um yeah i really yeah i look i mean ever as you know i may have mentioned once or twice on this podcast that i am a huge iris west fan so and to, to see her i mean when I started hearing from other critics, you know, who had seen this episode in advance, that, you know, that she, Candace Patton really gets to shine here and whatnot, I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. And the fact that it's, they didn't do anything different, like, she, they, they, they didn't, like, make her Earth 2 eyes or anything like that. She, you know, this is just Iris who had a different history and got to, you know, like, she, you know, th- maybe, you know, maybe she never had Eddie to hold her back, like, the, you know, like, the way he did in season two, you know, after he died. You know, maybe in this universe she had never had that kind of tragic so she kind you know always had that confidence and self-assurance and whatnot and you know i mean look iris and wally as a crime fighting duo i mean look dc's ages of west needs to be a spinoff by next fall i'm just saying and you know west as in you know wb dot like like shield basically and because <laughs> when that happened i'm like that is so adorable and so and, and again no matter what earth or what timeline, and then we will get, go into this deeper later in the episode. But Iris still remains Barry's lightning rod, which I love. That it's just she, they 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 didn't even know each other here. Barely, they barely knew each other, but yet they still had this connection. And it's and it's not forced because the chemistry is just so damn good that you know you would believe it that you know in any universe these two would fall in love with each other and become together, and. It just warmed my heart see- seeing what she got to do and what they got to do together. I was not prepared for Joe, though. That was a lot to take in because, you know, we, we've gotten so used to the fact over the past two years that he is always so... He he's, he always knows, knows, knows what to do. He's always on his feet. He, he's never... Nothing can get him down or anything like that. But here, it's like he lost his light, which was Barry, basically, and that was... I mean, that was a lot to take in. It was difficult seeing, you know, just him lying on a couch, you know, like, past, like, you know, what, you know, like, who knew what could have happened? Like, was he high? Was he sick? What was going on? And something that I was, po- something that people point out today, um, after this episode aired, when they, you know, during the police station thing, apparently the captain, the new captain, was played by the same actor who played Julio in the original Flash TV show, who 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 was who was the best friend of Barry Allen, aka John with the ship, and I cannot believe I didn't spot that cameo quicker. So, shame on me, but that's a, that's a dope cameo. So I'm just saying. But Joe as a whole, it was heartbreaking. And I think Amy, correct me if I'm wrong, but when we did the Flashpoint discussion, the comic discussion, wasn't one of our ideas that. Joe could pretty much play the the role of Thomas Wayne because of what he did to the rival in the end of the episode. Um, I know. I think uh, this, I think okay, he's a Thomas. Maybe, maybe I I I didn't make that connection till now. I guess my I think that Joe played Joe. That whole sequence, that fight sequence, is a callback to the pilot. That was the tornado, oh. Barry reversing the tornado, Barry going over, and then Joe saving his life. That was a complete pilot recall, so I, I don't think that was Thomas Wayne at all. Um, Good point. Although, how amazing! Oh, sorry, go on. If they'd expanded the idea, now that I think about it, I think he could have been a really good Thomas Wayne, um, but only if one of his kids had died. That sounds terrible. No, I. I thought they were going to make Wally die. 
Yeah, and then then it could have been good. Then it could have been. I mean, in my, this is my only problem with this episode is I really don't think they spent enough time on it. Because, yeah, but what if Wally had died, and then Joe sits there and he's like, "Do you mean you can go back and save my kid? You you have an obligation. Then you have to go back and save my kid. I mean, that conversation was missing. That conversation would have been so amazing." Especially between with the history that Joe and Barry already have, and that Barry knows he has with Joe, and that father-son connection, he knows that Joe's always wanted with a child of his own, and that he just got with Wally. That would have been, like, devastating. Yeah, I think that that was a missed opportunity. Yeah, no, we, we're going to definitely discuss the whole theme of Flashpoint and the, well, the way it was adapted, but, but yeah, no, but I think the West family was definitely, like, it was a neat thing to see how different at least Wally and Joe were but let's talk about some of our team flash uh, team flash members because my god Cisco <laughs> oh lordy and um, Brittany what were your thoughts about I do believe that you mean Mr. Ramon <laughs> Cisco what do you think about um, a rich version of Cisco Ramon Brittany I loved him. I thought he was super funny. And I don't think he's like that far off from regular Cisco. He still made his little jokes. But he, I feel like, had to, he felt like he had to be this rich Cisco guy. And I think when he met, you know, this new, this new guy, Barry, and he met Iris and, and Wally, he knew them. He kind of had a relationship with them. He kind of feels comfortable around them. And he kind of shed his little, his rich guy persona and was a little more jokey and funny. So I feel like he, he, again, he, I feel like he kind of had the same experience as Iris did as, I feel like there's comfort around these people and I don't know why I, I'm feeling so, you know, him and Barry are soulmates in a way too as being best friends and being these two people who are there for each other and I feel like he he also felt that without realizing it at the same time but he was also hilarious and it was just great seeing him in all those, in that suit and just in his environment, in his fancy, with his coming in on his helicopter and just finally getting the girl, like, it was everything. It was great. Who was, who was that girl, by the way? Were we supposed to re- recognize her or something? Because I was like, she looks familiar, but at the same time, I don't she think... Looked she looked like Lisa... I should look Lisa Snart for, like, a second, but I don't think it was her. I was, like, hoping in my mind, in my head and I was like, that's Lisa. What do you think of them, the little part we got to see of Dr. Kaylin Snow, but yet a different doctor? Um... Again, they don't really seem to know what to do with Caitlin. She was kind of there. She had some funny lines where she just wasn't sure if she was kidnapped or not, which I, I thought was really funny. Um, yeah, she was like, um, can I go now? Like, I saved Wally. Like, I guess that did the best I could do. Can I leave? Can I go back to my life? Like, who are you people? They never really seemed to fill her in or explain to her anything that was going on. So, again, I just felt kind of bad for Caitlin. I was like, I want you to, to have more in this, in, this, in this life. What about you, Amy? What did you think of uh, Mr. Ramon and Caitlin? Um, I agree with what Brittany said. I think, unfortunately, this 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 is a is a trend with Caitlin. I feel like I'm totally ripping on this episode. I enjoyed this episode. I think it was a good <laughs> premiere. Um, I I just I don't know if I'm I'm really comfortable calling it truly Flashpoint. I think it was a really solid season three premiere. I think it was a great episode. I just don't know if I want to call it Flashpoint. But related to Caitlin, she was just kind of there. There's no ophthalmology. Ooh, Lasix. And then Ramon, on the other hand, was hysterical and totally what Cisco would have become given the right circumstances because Barry hits it right on the mark. Cisco is still the same person deep down. Just because he's an ostentatious billionaire does not mean he doesn't have a heart. And the, the, the thing that, that astounds me is how well they built Cisco's character 
Because even in that those couple of minutes where we meet Cisco and Barry tells the story about his brother with the pizza, that builds Cisco's entire story. And then Caitlin gets ophthalmology. So it's it's it was I wish they just had spent more time exploring this because we really did get to know everything about Cisco and you really do truly believe that that is that is a Cisco that could exist and is still the same fun loving heart and soul banter with Barry making Cisco he just has money and chicks and wittier things to say that aren't actually that funny in a Ciscoish way but I, I think we missed we missed a big opportunity with Caitlin, who is the one character who we have all repeatedly discussed that we feel like we know the least about outside of star labs. Oh, you're not the only one Her her creator, Sterling Gates feels the same way when he was on the pocket. He kind of pointed out the same thing that what do we actually know by Caitlin on this show? Other than the fact that she had Ronnie, she works at star labs and she has a cold mom. Not like nothing, but I, I, I do think that this season is Caitlin's season because I, I mean, Given what we've talked about, like in the past, you know, with, you know, what episode seven is gonna be called and stuff like that. But, but, but in terms of Cisco uh, here, I, 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 I just kept smiling the whole time. It was hilarious. It was, I mean, of course, it just that's how Cisco would be. And yeah, sadly about Kaylin. I mean, I mean, heck, Tom Cavanaugh wasn't in in this episode. That was weird. I mean, I'm not used to an episode without Tom Cavanaugh. Well, did anyone else feel that? Like he's not here. What? Where? What's up with that? Because I feel like he's always been in every single episode since the pilot. Yeah, you definitely felt I, the lack of him. He's become such a big character, especially last season. I just really enjoyed Harry and what he was doing with that character and how many characters he's managed to play on this show in just the last two seasons alone. I feel like we definitely missed him in this episode. Even if we just saw a cameo of him, you know, working at Jitters or like walking down the street, like delivering mail, just something that we know he's in this universe, just being totally normal and average would have been hilarious. Amy, did you feel the same way that he that there was an absence of him? Of Harry? Nah. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, don't I don't think he's ever been part of this. Well, were, were you disappointed we didn't get to see a Flashpoint version of uh, Harrison Wells? No, because we didn't. We barely had enough time to cover the characters that we already had. That's that's an excellent point. And <laughs> now we talked a lot, a lot about our heroes. Let's talk about the villains of this episode. The rival with his on the nose references, you know. I, you know, I have no rival. Gee, sorry, I'm, that was corny. I, I roll my eyes till they turn white. And, but we also had the return of Matt Letcher as Reverse Flash, who you're going to be seeing a lot of on Legends Tomorrow this season. So, uh, Amy, I'm going to start with you now. What were your thoughts about um, the speedster, the evil speedsters in this episode? You can start with anyone you want. The rival by which you mean fish face? I call him fish face. Fish fa- I think he looks like a fish. You know what? Th- th- those ears with those ears. You, you know what? Hashtag fish face. He looks like a fish. I don't mean to rag on the costume department by any means because I think that they do an extraordinary job. I just the first time I saw him, like he looks like a fish. He looks like Aquaman. <laughs> like we've got we've got an Aqua Aquaman vibe going on. Um, he was he was a, just a classic egotistical speedster. He was he was I am better than you. Oh crap! I'm not actually better than you. Very classic, what we've seen before. I don't think there was a problem with that. I think that um, 
he was there to be the monster of the week, the villain of the week, if you would, the the case of the week, whatever you want to call it. He was the one that they had to defeat. Although I will give him major props and the writers major props for being willing to basically kill Wally. I was not expecting that. That shocked me. I, did, I feel like as much as I wanted to, not a lot of things shocked me in this episode. That shocked me where where they 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 really did. They put Wally's life on the line. The shining moment besides Iris in this episode was every single moment between Barry and Reverse Flash. There is so much hatred between Barry and Eobard, and we saw that in this episode. And I think that those two scenes that we had where he was first meeting him, or when he first came there to deliver the Big Belly Burger, which, by the way, how did he get it into his like seal proof cage without maybe, letting him out. Maybe Bear, just, maybe Bear just left the bat and like you know figure it out. <laughs> like, what if I you put it with like a little fish pole? Anyway, so that 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 scene and then the scene at the end with Iris and and Barry and Eobard, those two were really shining moments because that to me was definitive flashpoint. That is reverse flash saying you are the villain. You are the one who caused this. I didn't do this. You were willing to destroy the lives of others for your own happiness. And he was willing to say that point blank because he knew. He knew that Barry would not be able to stand with that emotional distress and and, and deal with the repercussions of his actions. And that just goes to prove what a psychological villain Eobard is for Barry. He is his foil in every which way. No matter what happens, Barry can never truly win with Eobard. He can win the battles, but it's so hard for him to win this war with with Eobard because it's 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 everything everything comes back to to him still having to lose his mom. And that's a really hard sacrifice for Barry to make. So that that I, I think that that was one of the most the two scenes that we had with them were some of the best scenes that I think we've seen in the whole series. I really, really, really loved the writing in every single moment of that. Now let me ask you from a time travel perspective because you're you know you you are Miss Multiverse after all. Was this episode, given what happened with Eobard here, was this what you think set up him for Legends Tomorrow? Oh, I didn't think about that. I, I haven't even considered considered his repercussions on Legends. Yeah, I guess. Now that he's out and Barry's kind of screwed around with the universe and Eobard's gotten what he wanted and injured Barry in in the process because Iris is now gone. We don't know where, we don't know in what degree. So he Eobard has succeeded in injuring Barry once again and that's his that is his goal in life. So I think that, that yeah, he's totally going to be like, I can do whatever I want with time, and Barry can't stop me. Let's go have some fun. Now, Brittany, what were your thoughts about the rival and Yeah, I think Flash? Amy said a lot of things I thought about the reverse Flash. I love his relationship with Barry, um, especially the part when he was like, I'm the hero now at the end. You know, he seemed really, he just knew that they were going to get to that point, and it came very quickly, a lot quicker than I expected, where Barry was like, oh my gosh, everything's wrong, I need to go back and fix this, and he even made him say it, which was like, the, the worst part, he's like, you know, what do you want me to do, and Barry's like, you know, and he had to like, say the words, like, I want you to kill my mom, which is just the worst possible thing that Barry could have to say, and that he make, you know, he, that he has that power over Barry, um, I thought that was just a really good scene, 
And again, him kind of dropping him off on the doorstep and kind of like, a, I'll be back type thing. Like, you'll, this is not the end of our story. You're going to need me again. And then that, that fact that Barry has to rely on this villain to help him fix all of these mistakes that he's made in the timeline is an interesting thing they're setting up for the season. Yeah, I, I mean, just to briefly touch upon the rival, I, I know he's just Barkas and I, and I know, I mean, I, I'm sure he, I mean, I'm sure he's a good actor, but I feel he didn't get to do much with his character. It was very two-dimensional, honestly. But, you know, like Amy said, maybe that's all we needed for this episode. Just, you know, a typical case of the week, speedster of the week, if you want to call it that. And so he, and yeah, now that I think about it, his costume looks like a fish face. And... (laughs) Damn it, Amy! Now I can never look at that costume seriously again because I actually thought it was pretty badass looking. And now I'm like, nope, it is. Like I see, I see now what she's meaning. No, it's badass. It's just it. I'm sorry. It reminded. It was very Atlantean to me. It reminded me of the costume from Birdman for some reason. But um, yeah, no, I <laughs> reverse flash. Okay, I'm gonna say something controversial now. I love Tom Cavanaugh. I love what he did with Airborne. I think Matt Litcher is a little more straight to more a little more closer to the comics version. Not only because he looks so much dar- darn like Edward Fawn in the comics, it's terrifying. But it's just that Tom Cavanaugh's Edward was more analytic, very more he wasn't as violent or sinister. He was almost too calm in many ways. But this one Matt Ledger, he doesn't hold back at all. He lets ang- lets anger out. He, you know, he will celebrate. He will mock Barry. He will like. He doesn't hold back as much. I don't know. I. It sounds like an insult, but I do not mean like an insult because it's just that as someone who's read *River's Flash* so many times and particularly *Able Fun*, what Matt what Matt Ledger does with his character every time he's on screen, that's what I expect of *River's Flash*. But again, I don't want to take away anything from what Tom Cavanaugh did in season one because that was phenomenal. It was beautiful and it's I mean, does it make sense when I'm saying that, you know, like even though Tom Cavanaugh is amazing, Matt Ledger just seems to I don't know, it seems that he gets to kind of let loose a little bit more than Tom did. But maybe that's just me. I think maybe because Tom has to play a person playing a person playing a person. So sometimes maybe it gets lost in some of that like hidden all those different char- layers of different characters. So he the other, you know, actor is allowed to have a lot more freedom like you said and be a little bit more over yeah, the top yeah, yeah, that's a good point and yeah i mean i mean i'm just looking forward to see what he's gonna do on legends and you know what will what will make him want to go hang out with people like captain cold malcolm merlin damien dark he's like you know like, or maybe it's just like what amy said you know like i can do whatever i want now with time so let's go have some fun and he's like oh you guys are bad guys you want to go destroy the world and um so yeah, so I guess we will see on season two of Legends, which will come back next week. Now, let's talk about something that I think a lot of us love on the show, Baron Iris. That you know, again, no matter what Earth or timeline, these two will always find each other. And for some reason, I got Snow White and Charming in front of my. my and when I when I said that, I just saw Once Upon a Time in front of me. I'm like, of. Oh, they're, oh my god, there's Snow White and Charming. And, but you know, but that's good. So, Brittany, what were your thoughts about West Allen in the Flashpoint universe? I loved it. I think that was one of the strongest parts of this episode. Um, besides the stuff with Barry and the reverse Flash. I thought it was just so... Again, it was believable. Like, the way Iris met Barry and she 
when they were talking in the hallway and she said, you know, I didn't know what I was missing. My life was great. And then, but the moment you were here, like I knew that the thing that wasn't right in my life was gone because you were here now. And that, it just felt believable because we know the history of these two characters and uh, um, obviously Candace and Grant have amazing chemistry. And so it was so believable. And she's like, this is what I, I love you. This is what love feels like. I know that I'm supposed to be in love with you. And it was just, it's like a beautiful, again, they, they will always find each other. It's this beautiful story of these two characters coming together and finding each other and just building off this relationship they've had over, over time. You know, time is something that always is going to affect them and always going to be, getting in the way because of Barry's meddling and it's something that they're always able to get through and come back to each other. And I thought that was really powerful, especially at the end when Barry was, you know, really facing a tough time against the rival. And I was like, I don't really know what to say. I don't really know you, but I'm not your Iris, but I know I believe in you again, regardless of having known you for only a couple of days at this point. Um, I still believe in you. I know that you're the flash and that's all that Barry needs. It's all, all he always needs. And so I, I loved that part. And, and her, you know, going with him to his parents at the end and taking that journey with him, even though, again, she doesn't really know him that well. She's willing to stand by his side. And he he's like, this is what I need to do uh, to make things right. And she's like, OK, I'm I'm willing to stand here and be this person that believes in you no matter the circumstances. Amy, what were your thoughts about them that, you know, the depth that went into West Allen, even though like, it was kind of like a reset button, but yet because of multiverse and, you know, hey, you know, like maybe. Maybe there's something, I mean, you know, if, I want to see if you can find a fringe connection here somewhere. So and what were your thoughts about West Allen uh, in, in, this, in this incarnation? You know, I'm going to be really honest. I think that West Allen was, was, was the strong point of this episode. Besides everything that happened between Barry and Eobard, everything that happened between West Allen was so definitively them. Because we, we have talked about this, how in every universe, Barry and Iris will find each other, just like Brittany said. So it is really powerful that that Iris felt that because, you know, as I said earlier with the Flashpoint comic, the things that Barry does affects the people closest to him. And it's almost like their connection was a tether that held the two of them together. And that as soon as Barry really when 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 they kind of tried to refix the universe it's like that tether broke and they have been thrown to opposite sides of the galaxy it, i'm thinking gravity here okay i'm thinking like full on uh, oh gosh the i was gonna make the reference with the actor and the actress and the names completely george clooney me. and um thank you oh my god uh from the julia proposal. roberts no that, julia roberts was not in gravity that was Wait. Send a bullock. Thank you. There we go. It was an attempted. It was an attempted, really poignant reference that just did not work out right now. But that's that's what it felt like. It, it it felt like they were so close and they managed to find each other. And then as soon as Barry re-effed up history again, it has blown them to bits. But that moment where, because you got an inkling when you when she said yes to him and he's like, really? I'm like, really? You you just basically met this guy she knew there was something there so for anyone who's ever believed in soulmates i think that they are the definitive soulmate and i loved seeing everything that we saw with them tonight because just like Brittany said she didn't have to be there for him when he said goodbye to his parents and she was and i i, I truly 100 believe that barry would not have had it any other way yeah i i couldn't have said it better myself that was alan was i mean they really shine together i mean look i mean i mean at some point if they were if you're listening 
if I ever meet you in real life, I mean, you're gonna get a big bear hug because you cast these two together. Because, I mean, seeing them like you know, re you know, like you know, going back to the beginning, it was seeing that magic that we saw in the pilot that you know that I fell in love with at least. You know, I am you know, I mean, you know, I I've been I've been West Allen since the pilot. You know, and I you know the the chemistry they had since the first scene they had together is is seeing them recapture all of that in this episode was, you know, I mean, it got me emotional and um. And, and, yeah, I mean, it just, I mean, I know, I mean, I know I've been a huge, you know, supporter of West Allen, like, you know, like, you know, back, you know, it's early season one and whatnot, and I've always said, you know, like, you know, but these guys are totally meant to be together, and they are perfect for each other and whatnot, I'm glad we're finally getting those episodes where others that may not have been on the West Allen train are finally getting on it, because, you know, I had, as a matter of fact, I had a buddy text me today, and she said, that, you know, that she had been hesitant, you know, for, almost two seasons but she's now starting to kind of like you know what it's if 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 changing the timeline universe can still bring them together then yeah maybe there is something there so um it will be interesting to see what's going to happen now about you know in the in the new universe which we're gonna we're gonna talk about in a bit but yeah no it was that was powerful stuff, and you know, and then you know, them Eobard's comment about you know, well, if it isn't um, future Mrs. Allen, and I'm like, ooh, he dared to say, it. but at the same time, I'm like, I West Allen part of me got really happy because like, yes, she's gonna be Iris West Allen when she gets married, um, now, Amy, we have something we we have something really big to discuss about this episode, so and because you do it better than anyone else, take go for it. So discussion time. We have all talked about the Flashpoint comic before, and we've been reaching out to a lot of fans, and I've been looking at what people have been saying online and what reviewers are saying. And I'm curious, Brittany, I want to start with you. What are your overall thoughts on the Flashpoint part of the Flashpoint episode? Did it happen too fast? Should it have gone slower? What were you expecting that didn't happen? Did it succeed? What do you think? Uh, it definitely surprised me how fast it went. It was kind of, you know, when Barry was confronting uh, Eobard for the second time, and he's like, "We have to go back." That was, I was like, "Oh, we're, we're, we've reached this point already." This was, this was pretty quick. It only took, you know, Wally getting, I guess, critically injured because he didn't wake up from his state that he saw in the episode. It only took that one moment for Barry to be like, "Oh, I gotta go fix everything." And I actually just recently listened to the episode where you guys on the Flash podcast talked about the Flashpoint and all these little things you guys were talking about. I was getting really excited for. And then I was like, oh, it's it's all over so quickly. We're not going to get these moments where, you know, Barry goes back in time and fights himself and from saving his mom from the last season uh, finale, from season two finale. We're not going to get that moment. And I was really thinking that that would definitely happen when you guys were talking about that in the episode. And... Uh, I, it was just, I, it felt like it was almost like a, this episode was a, the, the season premiere and also the mid-season finale at the same time. It felt like they were, they started something and then they ended it so quickly that it felt like more than one episode at, at once that, every, that they were trying to make so many things happen. And I, I mean, not everything's perfect. The timeline isn't fixed, obviously, as we saw at the end of the episode. So there's still some kind of timey-wimey stuff happening, but it doesn't seem like that stuff that's happening is is Flashpoint, is the Flashpoint at least that they, that they were seeming to talk about. Barry's mom is is dead again and his dad is dead again or at least we're assuming his mom is you know we know for sure his dad is dead we didn't hear joe say the word you know your mom is dead as well but we know for sure his dad is dead in the new when he returns and i definitely was not expecting that to happen all in the premiere episode 
So it'll be interesting to see where it goes from here and if the Flashpoint-ness of it is going to still stay around or if they're, okay, it's over, the first episode was Flashpoint and now we're, we're still dealing with the repercussions of the timeline, but it's not quote-unquote Flashpoint anymore. Andy, what about you? Okay, so it's kind of funny because back in the season two finale, um, you know, I, I think Amy and I, we had a very dis- inter- interesting discussion about this because I was very very vocal about how I was really strict on how I wanted the show to really, if you're going to, I said something in the form of, if you're going to do Flashpoint, you do Flashpoint. You do not give us a Flashpoint life. You know, you're going to do this proper. But then, you know, during the summer, I got more mature. So, uh, no, just kidding. But um, I think that this, I, I, I understand that some people may have not been happy with the scale of Flashpoint in this premiere. But I, I mean, look, I overall I love this premiere. I find I thought it was really solid. I mean, I think it's definitely better than the season two premiere that we had last year, where we I think all of us were kind of mixed on it. But I think that nine episodes from now, I think we will appreciate this this premiere a lot more. I think that right now because it was just one episode, we were in the Flashpoint universe. Now we're not. I don't think we can truly appreciate everything because we don't know what they're going to do with all. I mean, the only thing we know is that, you know, it's going to do something to maybe Caitlyn because there's a title, uh, there's an episode called Kill Frost in episode 7. We know now, thanks to Wendy Miracle, the showrunner of Arrow, that in episode 10 of season 5 of Arrow, Laurel Lance is coming back and, and she has pretty much said Flashpoint may have something to do with it. But I don't know, we don't know much yet about Flashpoint. Is this how Supergirl comes into the universe? Maybe, maybe not. But I do. But again, I understand the frustration that because I did see some fans on you know online. You know, as Amy was you know, was you know looking up other response stuff. Like I looked at other feedback as well, and I've seen people that were not. People were mixed on it. People were loved it. People didn't like it, and because of the scale they went with. But I think once again, I think all of us. I mean, like, I mean, Amy. I think you. I mean, because you've hinted at it throughout the discussion that you weren't. It didn't live up to exactly what Flashpoint was for you, but I do think you're going to appreciate this episode a lot more when we get further into the season because we will probably see the ripple effects. We will see the rest of the things that's been going on. So, um, but so yeah, I, I wasn't. I get, and also this, this is a, this is a big storyline, you guys, to adapt. And we knew going into this season premiere that this was the TV show's take on Flashpoint. And, you know, while we didn't have a war between Wonder Woman and Aquaman, while we didn't have a skinny Superman, and um, we, while we didn't have a Thomas Wayne or something like that, we we still had an effed up universe, which is what Flashpoint, Flashpoint is. But I do think that it's going to... The payoff is coming, and we're going to build it. We're going to see different changes in this universe now. There's going to be more signs to... What's gonna be what? What has happened now because of Barry letting his mom die again? So, so again, I get the frustration, but I do think that many of you guys out of them that maybe weren't thrilled with the premiere will go back and appreciate this premiere so much more. But it's like you can't get everything all at once. So, um, so Brittany, what did you, I mean, Amy? What did you? How did you feel as a whole? down to it Andy I totally get what you're saying because the realism of trying to make Flashpoint in a universe where there are three other shows dependent on what happens in Flashpoint 
is is daunting. So the reality is, I, and this was always my concern and speculation, is I, as I'd always really wanted Flashpoint to be extended, but I never really thought that they would be able to because having an extended Flashpoint universe would affect Arrow and Legends. So unless they aired Flash two weeks early and did a two-parter, giving it enough time to create where we are now... Um, I don't. I don't know if there was any other way for them to then to really do this flashpoint all in one episode. That being said, I really think that there were some missed opportunities, and a lot of that comes down to I think my my passion for the the particular comic book. I remember being a little bit underwhelmed when I saw the trailer. I was really excited, but I'm like, you know, there's not a whole lot of flashpoint elements. All there really is. I mean, the main flashpoint elephant element is that he saved his mom, and he's losing his memory. And that Reverse Flash is basically responsible. But I think we missed some key elements that even if we didn't bring in to, to full fruition, we could have at least partially introduced. Like we talked earlier, all it would have taken was one scene of Joe begging Barry to go back and, 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 and make the sacrifice we know he has to make so that Wally can be saved. I mean, yeah, maybe they could have just killed off Wally. I mean, I know that that's a big thing, but if they fix it, it's no big deal. It, it ends up being fixed. But that would have been a really powerful moment, Joe being Thomas Wayne for just a second and, and saying, you know, I know what this, I know what I'm asking you to do. I know that I'm asking you to kill your mother and then Barry knowing Joe's heart, that would have been really powerful to watch. I think the thing that, the only thing that I really am going to harp on is that I don't think Reverse Flash should have killed Nora. I think that it should have been Barry stopping Barry because that is the ultimate sacrifice in the Flashpoint comic. That is what makes the Flashpoint comic the Flashpoint comic is Barry making the ultimate sacrifice and having to deal with the emotional fallout of stopping himself from saving his mom. And so I I wonder if we're still going to get it because we saw at the end of the season one premiere that one Flash telling our other Flash to stop. But in this case, I was really expecting Barry to basically stop himself from punching reverse flash or something or just stop him before he even got there. And we didn't get that. And I think that was a missed opportunity. So there were, there were a lot of things that I I really liked about it, but I don't think we quite hit on the main key points that made flashpoint flashpoint. And I think there were a couple of missed opportunities. That being said, I really do truly understand the challenge that they had because realistically, you can't completely change a universe and expect fans of another TV show, specifically Arrow, to just accept that. So what we're in right now, I'm pretty sure, is basically the new 52. We have a new 52 universe. Flashpoint, in my, I, I believe, is concluded because the conclusion of the Flashpoint comic is Nora Allen dying at the end ultimately Nora Allen is dead I think that the flashpoint circle has now been closed oh, yeah. we are now in basically the new 52 which is the series of comics that came out after flashpoint where there are just slight changes and repercussions based on what happened with Barry based on the people who are closest to him so I think anything we see in Arrow is going to be probably directly related to Oliver not necessarily, not necessarily Laurel. No, well, well, but it's been confirmed. That's related to Oliver. So I, I think that it's going to be, it's going anything we see in Arrow is going to be Oliver related, but possibly through degrees. 
But that, that's the only thing that I was that was frustrated on. I do think that it went a little bit fast. I would have appreciated a two parter. I know the feasibility and the, or rather the infeasibility of them trying to to do a two parter like this and say, hey, let's do this episode and have it air two weeks earlier than Arrow. I mean, it's it's an impracticality. It was a challenge, and I completely understand that. But I do I do agree with with a couple of the comments we got from fans um, that the, the stakes just weren't high enough. Bear is losing his memory. Big deal. That happens all the time. Depends on how much alcohol you drink the night before. <laughs> it just it didn't seem like there were big enough stakes. Well, this this guy, I mean, Barry doesn't get drunk, so he can't. Really, he doesn't really have that risk anymore. But I mean, but, but the thing that that is true. But the thing I want the, the thing I didn't get an answer to. Do you think that once once we get further into the season, that you might be able to go back and appreciate this episode a little bit more? And so because, like you said, this is television after all. We can't expect the fandom of not just Arrow, but actually Legends Tomorrow and even Supergirl because Supergirl, you know, three other show fandoms to, you know, follow along. I mean, they could have done, they could have aired a two-hour premiere tonight. They could have skipped, you know, the series premiere of No Tomorrow and just done a two-hour premiere of, of of Flash, although there is the debate going on, so, you know, which is why S.H.I.E.L.D. was off tonight. So, but, you know, do you think that once we get further into the season, because, you know, we're still, I mean, we're not done with Flashpoint. Trust me, we're, there's there's no way we're done with Flashpoint effects yet. We're gonna see a lot of more changes coming. And do you think you can see? Do, I mean, I'm. I mean, I it, can't it, answer it's that. A, I okay. I can't answer that. I won't be able to answer that until we get farther down the line, especially not till we see next week's episode. Okay. Okay. No, fair enough. Um. Well, any any final thoughts on this premiere? I mean, we did have a brief post credit scene with um. The teasing of alchemy and showing up somewhere, but uh, do you guys have any final thoughts about the season three premiere of Flashpoint? Like, where would what would you you know if you could give it a rating or whatever? What would you give it like between one to five or something? Uh, rating? We start. Let's start with you. Uh, I think it was solid four and a half. I think it was really good. I had like the really good West Allen moments. There were some really funny moments. I mean, it wasn't perfect Flashpoint, but it was still a really great episode. Period. So. Yeah, Happy to have like it a back. <laughs> four point three for the episode, like a, a a four minus for the flashpoint part. It's like a three point nine, three point eight, three point five for the flashpoint part. <laughs> so that averages to a total of about three point eight nine. Look at you doing your fast math. I can't even do that. Um, I'm oh. Though, oh. I had completely forgotten about all the pilot callbacks where they did the tornado thing and then Joe saved him. Okay, so that bumps it up. So, like, solid 4.1. Oh, good. Fair enough. I mean, by the way, how cool were those double tornadoes when he was jumping from one to another? That was that was one of the best sequences. I mean, I look, they can do a lot on this show, but I actually never thought they could do something like that because it, it is so orchestrated well enough through comics. But, yeah, I'm going to give it a strong 4 because... There were a lot of strong performances. There was a lot of good highlights with you know West Allen, Wally, and uh, Reverse Flash, and um, and so on. But as a Flashpoint adaptation, it's uh, it's solid. But I once again, I, I mean, I strongly believe that once we get further into the the fall season, even the the whole season free, I think. Me personally, I will be able to go back and say, you know what, I appreciate this season premiere a lot more and so because it is, you know, to establish, you know, the entire new universe, you know, post Flashpoint right in the premiere might be too much for, you know, average TV viewers and so on because Flashpoint, I mean, you know, it's it, it deals with universe changes a lot. So, 
yeah, I mean, again, a better season premiere than season two, and not not a horrible interpretation of Flash. But I mean, again, we were all told that this is the TV show's take on Flashpoint. You know, like there's gonna be changes. So you know, um. But again, I know how much this comics means to you, to you, Amy. I know how how much it means to a lot of other listeners and viewers out there. So, but but hopefully, you know, hopefully we will get some of that payoff. You know, I'm sure we're still gonna see Barry go back in time and stop himself. You know, because we know he's supposed to show up in a more, a more redder suit, I guess, if you want to call it that, at some point. But, um, but yeah, an overall, very solid premiere, and, you know, it's a good start to the new season. Now, let's go into one of our favorite parts of, of, of this podcast, which is the feedback section, where we take your tweets or emails, uh, listeners, at what, what you felt about um, this week's episode of The Flash. So, Brittany, what did our listeners have to say about Flashpoint? So first we have Lord Darth Yoda on Twitter said, time always finds a way and always has a price. Kind of disappointed we left Flashpoint verse so soon. Thought Iris died. I think I, Andy would have died if Iris died. So I'm, I'm glad that she didn't because that, oh, we, we'd, we'd be podcasting from the grave. Yeah. yeah, we didn't talk about that much, that, you know, about that twisting ending of, you know, oh, yeah, Joe and Iris are kind of like not a good terms. That was because they kept saying that there's going to be a big reveal about Iris, but I'm like, okay, we're in Flashpoint. Where's the reveal? Oh, she's helping Wally. Okay, no, she's oh shit, she's actually not good friends on terms with Joe. How do you guys feel about that? Like, I wonder I, is is Francine alive in this version of Flashpoint, and she's like with her? Like, she got mad that Joe lied that about her mom not being dead, and she just ran like left with Francine. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking, because or, I don't know. They're so, again, they're so close. Like, what what could make them break? Yeah. Are we are we talking about the current one or the Flashpoint one? The current one. You know, like they, when Barry comes back and oh, he says, you know, where's Iris? Don't uh, call it. Just call it DC Rebirth because New Fifty Two is, is, <laughs> is, 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 is over. <laughs> sorry, that was me. Really, you should call it D. You should call it Ring Burp, not New Fifty Two. I'm sorry, I, I sounded such a, like an ultra nerd. Like, don't, don't say New Fifty Two. I don't know what it would be. Um, yeah, the only thing I would think is it has something to do with Francine, or or she just kind of. I don't know. He seemed really hurt about it, so maybe maybe it was something that Iris just left, or. You know, they haven't heard from her in years. Maybe she maybe she wanted to become an investigative journalist and it put her in harm's way. And Joe was like, I can't in good conscience support you putting your life in danger. And she's like, well, then fine. You, you, you're not my father anymore. And I don't know. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, um, whatever tweets do we get? So we have one from at no choice to make said Cisco and more Iris was my favorite part. I think we all enjoyed that, too. Mm hmm. At Chris Barnes Art, what a return. I thought they'd go longer than one episode for Flashpoint. What happened with Iris? I want next week now. Agreed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At uh, As Great As Nate, how many timelines is Barry going to mess with before he stops and accepts his mistakes? Will the Legends of Tomorrow team take him down? I didn't even think of that. That's a good point. Like, they're, you, they're, you, that's their whole job. <laughs> a universe where Rip Hunter actually gets to have a meaningful sentence where he says, you know, Barry, you can go back in time and just make it. Oh my god, those two are not going to get along when it comes to time travel discussions. So, yeah, that's good. that should be fun. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Uh, at Mel Hernandez, oh, at Mel M. Hernandez 06 says, ramifications, ramifications. What the hell did Barry do? No. <laughs> 
Barry, no. Barry, yes. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, I also want to share when I got, uh, as we were recording this episode, I was having a kind of a really extended conversation with a, a Twitter listener named uh, Don. It's at Don underscore West Allen. Woot woot. Uh, and I had, I had just generically asked on my Twitter page what people thought about the Flashpoint. Was it too fast? Anything like that? What were their reactions? And her response, we had a huge conversation, but this is this was her initial response. She said, I think it was too fast. I was really hoping Flashpoint would be two episodes to go into more depth about the story. I think they should have expanded more on Joan Iris, given Cisco more, and definitely shown Wally more in action. I think they should have expanded more on Joan Iris. Oh, I just read that. Um, she said that it was... <clears throat> excuse me, it felt like an injustice to the epic story that they were building on and then shrinking it down to 42 minutes. Not to say that it was bad because it was a great premiere, but it would have made more sense if it was two parts. That's a lot of the reaction that I got to to my tweet that I had sent out is people were like, look, we really liked the episode. It was just a little bit of a letdown. Comic Uno, a cat who's from Legends of Tomorrow podcast, she's just said it was a little bit underwhelming. We did have a response from at Lost Tribe, her friend of mine named Caitlin. She said, in all honesty, I've never read the Flashpoint comic, so she wouldn't have known the difference, but she definitely enjoyed what they did. So that's the difference in us having read and under really wanted the comic versus the people who hadn't read the comic. Last thing I'll share is from at Mr. Dark Phoenix. He said, I was hoping to see more of Kenyon Lonsdale as Kid Flash. He had a suit on for like five minutes. That's true. I, I I would like more of that too. It's all right. We ha- we still have twenty two more. We still have twenty one more episodes to go. <laughs> yes, we still have time. Uh, we also, I think, we have two emails. Yes, we have two emails. One is from Greg H. He says, "Hi, Flash Podcast. It's been a very long time since I last communicated with you. I hope that you all had a great summer. I just started watching the Flashpoint episode, and within the first few minutes, I am ecstatic to see that Iris has already said yes to Barry asking her out for iced tea, quote unquote, winky face. Oh so my f- god! <laughs> I- <laughs> so oh far, god. so good, and I haven't even made it to the first commercial break. Take care, Andy, Lauren, and Amy. I'll talk to you all later. I hope that you have a flashtastic week." Let me just say the whole ice tea scene reminded me so much of Luke Cage asking like girls out for like people kept asking Luke Cage out for coffee dates and that's all I could think about when Barry was asking uh, (laughs) Iris out for ice tea I was dying. So Luke Cage has coffee and chill. The Flash has ice tea and chill. (laughs) What I mean? Oh my God! What is happening to our society? (laughs) It's all becoming sexual innuendos. I just love that part where Barry just was so uncool and Iris still was like, yeah, I'll go out with you. That sounds legit. Hey, being uncool is a new cool. I'm just saying. Especially when you're Barry Allen. And we have one more email. It's from Derek. It says, I was really happy to see Kid Flash finally on the Flash. So glad that Barry put together the Team Flash again. So Joe of Flashpoint kills off people? Could Iris know about the other timeline? So what happens to Joe and Iris now? Next week, Jay is supposed to be back. Also, I'm happy that Nora and Henry are still alive, but I didn't like how the team was split up. I always look forward to a new podcast from you guys. Aw, thank you, Derek. That's so nice. Well, I think that's going to wrap up our feedback section for this week. Uh, we had a lot of tweets. And, uh, and um, yeah, if you guys if you want to have your thoughts read uh, on the podcast, just tweet us at The Flash Podcast. Uh, after each episode's air, you can email us like Derek and Greg did at theflashpodcast at gmail.com and we will read as many as we have time for on air. Now, let's do some plugs and then we're going to get into the preview section. So, Amy, where can people find you on social media and on their projects? 
You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Amy underscore Marie 97. You can also find me on the Legends of Tomorrow podcast, which will be starting up very shortly here. Very excited for the new season. For those of you who have not listened, we had an absolutely extraordinary episode this last week on the Legends of Podcast Legends of Tomorrow <laughs> podcast. We had 11 ladies on this podcast to discuss the ladies of the DC TV universe. And Brittany, where can people find you on social media and other projects? I am on social media on Twitter at Kinda Movie Snob. And I am also writing for the Marvel Report. And I just started writing for a new website called Culture S, where I'm currently recapping all of the Luke Cage episodes. That's awesome. I mean, I mean, again, guys, if you guys haven't checked it out, I mean, check out Luke Cage on Netflix. It's uh, it's pretty sweet. It's <laughs> Christmas, if I would say so. And yeah, you guys can find me on social media, on Twitter and Instagram at Andy Babacht, and Babacht is spelled B-A-H-B-A-K-H-T. And you can find my on my find me on my uh, Facebook page, facebook.com slash Andy official. And yeah, you can find all my work at Horror Hollywood, my website Marvel.com, and all the work that you do on the DC Podcast Network. And speaking of podcasting, you can find the Flash Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Vine, and Periscope, all under the Flash Podcast. If you have a few moments, head over to iTunes, subscribe to the podcast, and leave us a five-star review and some some love, uh, what you love about the podcast and then uh, a new season. And also, you can find us on Stitcher Radio, and you can listen to us live on Wednesdays at uh, 6 p.m. Eastern. And you can check out the entire DC Podcast Network on dcpodcast.com and follow on social media at Podcast, both on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you have any questions or any thoughts, send them to theflashpodcast at gmail.com. And that's going to be it for plugs. And that's going to be it for the main discussion of this week's episode of The Flash. So we're going to do a quick spoiler section on a big-ass trailer that came out tonight. So, But if you guys aren't sticking out for the spoilers, from all of us here on The Flash Podcast, I'm Andy B. I'm Amy Marie. I'm Brittany. And we, <laughs> we will see... <laughs> We will see you next. This, this is, is new for us. We got We got We got We got We got to get a rhythm. Rhythm, yeah. And we will see you next time on the Flash Podcast. And he doesn't like me very much. Oh, that's impossible. You're like pudding. Everybody likes pudding. I screwed up everybody's life. Now you want to be there for me. Just try to understand. You need to tell me what is going on, Barry, right now. The Flash, only this Tuesday at 8, 7 central on The CW. 
and welcome to the preview section of the Flash Podcast. This is where we t- jump into the, the trailer that came out for the upcoming episode of the Flash, and also read your official description and give a few speculations. So, Amy, do you want to read us the official description of next week's episode of the Flash? The episode is entitled Paradox. It reads, The Aftermath. Barry, Grant Gustin, realizes the effects from Flashpoint are much greater than he thought. Meanwhile, Barry meets new co-worker Julian Albert, Tom Felton, and is surprised by Julian's immediate disdain for Barry. Ralph Hemmerich, or Hemmerker, directed the episode, written by Aaron Helbing and Todd Helbing. Okay, so this trailer, um... Hot damn, or more like cold damn, because... We were, t- we were kind of complaining about Caitlyn in the episode discussion. Yeah, it looks like she's going to have something to do this season. She has powers. And she looks freaked out. And Cisco is in a grieving state of mind. And Tom Felton is British and awesome. And he's in his trailer. And he's Tom Felton. And Felicity is going to be guest starring from Arrow. And she is, I mean... Again, there is just something the way the Flash writers write about Felicity in this show that just works better than on Arrow. Just saying. So, and we also see our first glimpses of Dr. Alchemy, who was teased in the season free premiere. So, Amy, gush, talk about anything that you saw in the trade that you're excited about. Well, I'm really excited to see Killer Frost because I, we don't know what's going on. It could be the same thing where her powers are just starting to develop. I mean, I'm really excited to see Tom Felton, of course, super stoked. Um, Alchemy looks a little bit like, if you guys, Brittany, have you seen The 100? Yes. He kind of looks like a mountain man. Like a, <laughs> like a, a vulture mountain man. It's kind of cool. I can't point my finger on it, but he looks really similar to to a, a, like a Reaver-esque sort of character. Anyway, I, I'm really excited for whatever's going on with Iris and Barry. Because in this trailer, we see that Iris and Barry, they know each other. So it's not like Iris is completely out of the picture. It's just that Iris and Joe are 100% estranged. So I'm curious to see where, where things go. And I like the fact that everybody's kind of like, okay, Barry, you're off. Tell us what's going on. Amy, you need to talk about Tom Felton because he's Tom Felton. You love Tom Felton. Say something about Tom. There's nothing to discuss. We only saw it three seconds of him. He's British. Yeah, you know what? That, I'm glad he gets to keep his accent. I'm glad he's British. I, I, yeah. I hate when they try. It's like very distracting when there's like, like I conviction on the trailer for conviction. I'm just like, oh my, Haley Atwell has an American accent. And just, it freaked me out so much. I just can't get used to it. Brittany, what were your thoughts on the trailer? I think it looks really good. I'm excited. I like all the, yeah, like you said, I like all the people kind of accusing Barry. Like, everyone knows it's Barry's fault, it seems like, in this timeline. They're like, some, like, Iris is like, Barry, you know, what's going on? I need, I need, to, t- I need to tell it to me straight kind of thing. And even Joe was like, oh, Barry, you don't seem like yourself. So there's definitely, there's definitely people are noticing a difference. Whereas last time in this first episode, everyone seemed to kind of, no one really, there was anything different in this new world they all lived in. There's just like, oh yeah, we lived here the past three months. It's great. Everything's fine. Um, so I think that'll be cool, and I'm definitely really excited to see Caitlin get some powers. That'll be really fun. Yeah, I'm... I mean, Tom Felton just looks so damn cute, being all angry at Barry and whatnot. And I'm... I mean, look, let's just make this clear right now. I'm calling it at, on October 4th, 2016. This guy is Dr. Alchemy. I totally, I'm totally calling it. There's no way that he is not Dr. Alchemy. Plus, 
his weapon is a Philosopher's Stone, y'all. It's all connected to Harry Potter. Even though I found out tonight that the Philosopher's Stone was actually something in history and not not something that J.K. Rowling specifically created. So, haha on me. But yeah, I totally think he's Doctor Alchemy. It's not. Gonna, it's not gonna be anyone else. And we all know that Tom Felton's character is a result out of Flashpoint. So, yeah. Um. Yeah, he looks creepy. He definitely looks creepy. But um, Killer Frost has. I mean. I did not expect it to show something like that this early in the season, especially as, you know, I mean, it's a good setup, though, for, you know, whatever's going to happen in Episode 7, so, but it looks like it's going to be a very exciting season, and uh, if you guys, if, if you want to see this trailer uh, or photos for next week's episode, you can find it on the Flashpockets.com website, we can get all the latest news and information about the Flash, as well as the Flash Podcast, so hashtag shameless plug. But that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode of The Flash. Thank you so much for tuning into our new season of The Flash. We hope you enjoyed it, and we will see you next week. So until then, have a good one.